Hi guys, my name is Sarah Balding, and this is my podcast, Faithfully Falling. So today I have a really exciting um, message that I want to share with you guys, and we're going to be talking about what you are following. And some of you might have an immediate answer in mind, some of you might have no idea of what you're following, where you're going in your life, but um, really this is for everyone. Um, whether you know that or not, I feel like this can still be an encouragement and something that hopefully you can take something out of and that the Lord is working through. So um, I'm just going to start out with prayer as always, and then we're going to get right into it. Dear God, I just thank you for this day and for this time where we can focus on your word and focus on you. I pray that you would soften my heart so that I can hear your voice and hear what you're telling me and then um, show that to these other people. Um, I pray that you would just help us receive your word and receive your truth and that it would all of my words correct and truthful and based in your truths and that you would just use me to speak to these people and tell them what they need to hear and also what I need to hear today. I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so I just kind of wanted to start out this episode with a little reminder that everything that I share on my podcast all of these different episodes, these are things that I am learning in my faith. And these are things that I am struggling with, continue to struggle with, and have learned from experience of struggling with them. So I don't want you guys to think I'm coming from a position of just telling you all what to do because I know so well. But instead, like I'm right there with you guys, and I don't know if I've emphasized that as much recently, but honestly, I am I am learning these things as I go, and I just enjoy sharing them with you guys because it's what's current in my life, and it's what God is teaching me um, right now, this week, and so I feel like that's really powerful for other people to hear, but also to just help me stay like connected to my faith. And so that's just a reminder for why I'm here talking today. But really, we are going to be talking about what you are following. And I came to having this podcast this week because I really felt like I was in a place where I was almost trying to please man more than I was trying to please God. And thankfully, the Lord helped me recognize that in my life. And just Galatians 1.10 came to my mind, and it was for me. It's not like I was thinking of this verse for anyone else. This was like a convicting moment that God pulled on my heart and said, Sarah, this is something that you can improve on. And so um, Galatians 1.10 says, Am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. And so this was just how God brought to attention um, this lesson in my own life and how if I was following and striving for the approval of man, then I wasn't really following God. 
because I was striving for that approval rather than God's approval. And so that's just a small connection to my life. Um, There's definitely many more. But I just wanted to start out with um, sharing that with you guys. But really, if we're saying we're Christians, if we're trying to live a Christian life, the end goal of that for all of us is to be sanctified, which is to become more like Christ and for our actions to look more like Christ, our thoughts to be more Christ-like. Because like I said, I think in my very first episode, being Christian, Christian, the word means Christ-like. And so that is our goal as Christians. That's what we're doing every single day when we grow in our faith. We are doing that so that we can become and look more like Christ. And something that I have learned this week is you will become and you will start to look like whatever it is you are chasing. So the question that I have for you guys today, if you take only one thing away, I want you to ask yourself, honestly, what are you following? What are you pursuing? What are you chasing after? Because it is something. Is it social media? Is it the approval of others? Is it good grades in school? Is it whatever desire of your heart is that lust, is that pride? Are you pursuing that or are you pursuing God? Do you even know what you're pursuing? Have you ever thought about where your life is going and why it's going that way? Why you're doing the things you're doing? Are you doing them for a purpose and is that purpose God? Are you putting God first in your life? And I'm only asking this because I felt in my own life, I had come to a position where I wasn't sure the answer was God. And I have gotten a little off track, like every other human in my relationship with God. I would almost use the word complacent, which breaks my heart that I could ever say that about my own faith. But Following God is a constant battle. It's a constant denial of yourself in what you want to be pursuing and instead pursuing God because you know in the end it is better and he is better. And a verse that just really brought this to my attention is 1 Corinthians 11.1. It says, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. And this is Paul obviously writing the letter to the Corinthians, but Paul is able to say to whoever is reading this letter, follow my example. Because he's following Christ and he's following the example of Christ so much that his life looks like Christ. His decisions look like Christ. He is being sanctified. He is acting Christ-like so much that if other people are following him, they're also following Christ. Now, if you told that to people, would they be following you down a road to death, down a road to destruction, down a road to anything that isn't Christ? Because you should be leading people to God, not leading them from God with the way that you're living. To make it really simple, you're either pursuing life or you're pursuing death. Because nothing lives in sin. That was a phrase that a good friend of mine told me this past week. Nothing lives in sin and it just stuck in my mind because it's so true. Not even you can survive when you are quote-unquote living in sin. 
Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death. That means that when you're living in sin, when you're living on a path to sin, you're living on a path to death. And so when you're pursuing anything that is not the Lord, you are pursuing death. But that verse continues on in Romans 6.23. It says, But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. It's a free gift. We're given a free gift of eternal life. No longer death. All you have to do is pursue Jesus. All you have to do is turn to Jesus, believe in him, and you will be given life. So this simple choice seems easy, but is actually so hard for us to make because it requires us to turn from everything that we want to do and turn to something that we can't see but that we know is better for us in the long run. Because you can be content in your sin. You can have fun in your sin. You might even be happy in your sin and in a lifestyle of sin. But in the end, that is going to be unfulfilling. And in the end, that is going to lead to death. And the only thing that can bring you life, that can bring you the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, that is only found in pursuing God, in following Him. So I just have a series of verses that I want to share with you guys, and these are all from different parts of the Bible, Um, and I'm going to say each of the verses, but I just kind of connected these because this is how it makes sense in my mind. We're going to talk about it afterwards, but I just kind of wanted to read them through first. The first one is Galatians 5.13. It says, For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. The next is Matthew 16.24. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Take up your cross and follow me. Hebrews 12.11. No discipline seems pleasant at that time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have trained by it. John 5.24. Truly, truly, I say to you, He who hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and does not come into judgment, but is passed out of death into life. Acts 3.19 Now repent of your sins and turn to God, so that your sins might be wiped away. And I feel like all of these verses are God calling us to follow him. God begging us to turn to him in the blessings and vibrant life that he has to offer us. We were called to freedom, it says in Galatians 5.13. Often people think that Christianity and being Christian is an enslavement, that there's rules that you must follow and that it couldn't possibly bring anything but frustration and pain. But in reality, being with Christ is being free from the slavery that you had to sin, from the death that you were destined for before you turned to God. And when you have that freedom for God, we're urged by Paul and Galatians to not use it to go back to our fleshly desires, to not use it to pursue anything else, 
but instead to serve one another in love. That's to be like Christ. When you're given the freedom that comes from Christ, you use it to be like Christ. Matthew 16, 24, it talks about how if you want to be a follower of God, it's very clear three things that you have to do if you want to follow God. Number one, you must give up your own way. Similar to Galatians, you can't be pursuing other things. You can only serve one master, and that master has to be God. You're going to have to sacrifice the other things that you want to follow. You're going to have to give up those desires of your flesh and deny them in order to follow God. That's what he says. Number one, you must give up your own way. And number two, you must take up your cross. We talked about this in my last episode, witnessing through trials. There are going to be trials as a Christian, period. That is going to happen, but it's worth it because we get to suffer like Christ and we get to have joy in using that as an opportunity to witness people. But you are going to have to take up your cross. You are going to have to fight to follow the Lord. You're going to have to suffer to follow the Lord. And number three, you have to follow him. If you want to be his follower, you have to follow him. You have to actively pursue him every single day. How do we do that? Hebrews 12, 11 tells us to be disciplined. It says that discipline seems painful, but we know that in the end, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. I'm not saying that your faith with God is merely discipline, but I'm saying that discipline produces a more enriched faith with God and a more enriched relationship with him. It produces a harvest of righteousness and peace. You are going to experience that when you pull out your Bible, even if you don't want to read it. When you pray to God when you're tired and you just want to go to sleep. When you make that commitment to God and you say, even though this has happened to me, even if this happens to me, I'm still going to get in my Bible. I'm still going to pray to the Lord. I'm still going to memorize scripture because I am following God. And that is most important to me. That is number one in my life. And no matter what, I'm going to make that commitment to him. I'm going to make that sacrifice to him. I'm going to pick up my cross and I'm going to do it because I love my Lord and I love my God. And I want to know more about him. I want to be more like his son. I want to learn more about his son. That is where our discipline comes from. And it produces righteousness and peace. John 5, 24 reiterates that if you hear the word of God and you believe in it, you will have eternal life. And that eternal life is a blessing. It's a gift. And it means that you're not going to be judged for your sins. You're not going to be found guilty and punished with death, but instead you're going to pass from death into life. And you're going to experience that in this world. You're going to experience life for the first time in your existence. And that is an amazing feeling. And that is an incredible thing about following the Lord is that you are given the life that you didn't have. He breathed life into us when we were born. And now he gives us eternal life again. In Acts 3.19 is just that final reminder that if you want that life, if you want to pass from death into life, if you want to be a follower of God, in order to do that, you repent of your sins and you turn to God. Repentance is that idea that was mentioned in the first two verses of 
giving up your own way, not giving into the flesh, saying, God, my way is not good. I am not good. Acknowledging that and turning 180 degrees from that to God so that your sins can be wiped away, so that you can experience eternal life, so that you can follow the Lord. Because your sins and God are in opposite directions. If you're following God, you are going away from the rest of the world. You are going against the rest of the world. And so you have to make that decision. It's not like they're slightly off. Oh, well, if I just do this one thing this one time, then I'm not really following that. I'm still following the Lord. It's one or the other. You follow God or you follow yourself. You follow your idols. You follow the world. And it might seem impossible for you to make that turn from your sin and death into the light of life in Christ. But do not be afraid. 2 Timothy 1.7 tells us, For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. The spirit that God gives us when we turn to him is a spirit that has power because it is God's power. It is a spirit that has love because God is love and loved us enough to save us even when we were broken and turned from him and didn't want anything to do with him. It gives us a spirit of self-control where we are able to continue following God and continue denying the rest of our sinfulness and the rest of the things that we want to follow in our life and that we want to keep pursuing that aren't of God and that aren't for God. He will give you that spirit of power, love, and self-control. All you have to do is ask for it. You have to make the personal choice to turn to God. You have to recognize your own sinfulness and your own faults in whatever else it was that you were following, that you were walking towards and say, that was wrong. That, that led to death. And I want life, Lord. And I know life is with you. And I believe that your son gave us that opportunity on the cross when he sacrificed his life. You have to make that choice. But do not forget that the Lord is relentlessly pursuing you. And he wants you to be saved because he loves you. He sent his son because he loves you. Ezekiel 18.32 says, I don't want you to die, says the sovereign Lord. Turn back and live. Our God is a good God. He does not want us to die. He is begging us to turn to him. He is begging us to choose life over death, to follow him every single day. He's knocking. Revelation 3.20 says, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. Guys, we're not knocking on God's door begging to be let in. He's knocking on our door begging to be let in. All you have to do is open it. He wants your heart. He wants to transform it. He wants to give you life and blessings and life eternal. He's knocking. He wants to share a meal with you. He wants to be your friend. Let him in. Give him your heart and he will transform it.
Romans 12, 2 says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. The Holy Spirit will transform you when you turn to God. Open that door. Believe and let him into your heart and life. You can do it by praying to God humbly in repentance, admitting your faults, admitting what you have done is wrong, and then asking for forgiveness for that. Telling the Lord out loud that you believe that you can be wiped clean of those sins. That he has life to offer you and that he can take you from death into life. Because that's how good he is. He didn't want you to stay dead in sin, so he sent his one and only son so that you wouldn't have to. But it's your choice. It's up to you. You can choose to follow God or you can choose not to. You're free to make that choice, but like Paul urges us, and like I urge you, turn to the Father. Get into the Word. Read Scripture. Find out for yourself why Jesus came what Jesus was like, and decide to follow him. Make that commitment in your life. Imitate him. Be disciplined. Make the sacrifices that you need to make in your life to put God first and to follow him. You will start to become like him. You will receive salvation in life. All you have to do is open that door. All you have to do is turn to him. I would like to take a moment to pray now. I know that this can be challenging and can be hard to deal with, so I would just like to call upon the Lord for help for all of our hearts right now. Dear God, I thank you that you gave us this opportunity to follow you and to turn to you. You gave us life when all we deserved and all we earned was death. I pray that you would help us to see how our lives And what we're pursuing is nothing if it's not you, Lord. Show us the abundant joy and life and satisfaction that you have to offer us. Help us know that you are pursuing us and that you want us and that you love us and that you are very good. That you are a good, good father and you want good things for us. Give us the courage to commit our lives to you, to turn to you. And continue turning to you every day for the rest of our lives. Help us to put you first. Help us to follow you faithfully. Help us to love you and others. I pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. So I've been trying to apply this message to my life. I've been trying to put God as number one in my life over these past two weeks. And I've been trying to confess all of the other things that I've been following and ask for forgiveness of those things that they weren't the Lord. And in doing so, I've found that following God makes you look a lot like Christ. And so the next podcast that I want to do in two weeks is about practical ways to look more like Jesus and how to love other people, be joyful, and be an encouragement as Christ has been to us. So look forward to that if you want to get into the Gospels, if you want to pray about how you can become more Christ-like this week after you've made that commitment to follow the Lord. Um, That is the next step. That is what following God is. It's becoming more Christ-like. So you can do that with me. Um, 
in a verse that I am going to focus on and that you can focus on as well is John 3.30. It says, he must become greater, I must become less. And so that is going to be what's in two weeks. We're going to talk about how we can be more like Jesus in this world, how we can love other people and do that well. Um, thank you so much for listening to this episode and just taking this time out of your day um, to join me on this journey as we learn together how to faithfully follow God.